Hey, so here's some real talk for you. Some days, I suck as a Christ follower. And not just a little bit, like I'm the biggest loser you can think of when it comes to following Christ. In fact, sometimes it's not just for a day, it's for a season. It can go on for a week, it can go on for a month. And the truth is during that time, sometimes I don't even try that hard. Like I don't pick up my Bible and I don't carve out time to spend with God. And I'm not really interested in self-control that monitors what comes out of my mouth. And my anger and my pride get the best of me. And that's just me being real. Sometimes I'm not the Christ follower I should be. I'm certainly not the Christ follower that people think that I am. Like I am a fraud. I don't know, maybe you've felt that way before. If you have, you're not alone. There's a character in the Easter story that brings me some measure of hope because at least on the surface, he's not a great Christ follower. He enters the picture after Jesus has died and he's only around for what seems like a few hours and then we never hear about him again. John tells us about him in chapter 19. His name is Joseph. John writes later, this is after Jesus has died, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now again, we don't know much about Joseph, but if we put together all the gospel accounts, there's a few things we do know. First of all, he's rich. We know that. Second, he's a Pharisee. In fact, he's a member of the elite group, the Sanhedrin, which is the council that sent Jesus to Pilate that would eventually end in him being crucified. Now, Luke tells us that Joseph wasn't really down with that. He didn't want that to happen to Jesus, but, you know, he wasn't bold enough to speak up about it and to be like, hey, guys, we shouldn't do this. Joseph happens to be, according to Ancestry.com, my 57th great-great-grandfather. So I'm hoping there's an inheritance in there somewhere for me, but I haven't seen anything yet. Here's what John tells us. Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. And I read that and I'm like, wait, what? A, a secret disciple? That's what John writes. He's a secret disciple. He uses the Greek word crypto, secret. And I'm like, can you be a secret disciple? Like, is that allowed? Because that kind of cuts against everything I think of when I think of a, of a disciple of Jesus. And, and look at why he was a disciple in secret. Because he feared the Jewish leaders. He was worried about what people might say about him. He was embarrassed that he might be labeled as some sort of Jesus freak. And he's kind of weird. He'd get kicked out of all the clubs that he's a part of. That's incredible to me. This, by, by my standard, Joseph is not like a good follower of Christ. He's a fake. I mean, if you ask somebody, hey, are you a Christian? And they're like, yeah, but shh, I don't want anybody to know. Like, I'm embarrassed what they might say about me or what they might think about me. Wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't you be like, man, that's kind of weak. Because I, I would think that about them. Fascinating to me. Sometimes your faith is going to be strong. It's going to be growing. You're going to have that Jesus fire inside of you. You're going to be excited. It's like every Bible verse you read speaks to you and every worship song you sing is like Jesus is in the room. It's incredible. 
Other times, well, you're not really going to feel like that. Here's the thing about Joseph. He is a secret disciple. But you know what? He's a disciple of Jesus. He is a work in progress. And somehow God's story intersects with his story in this crazy scene. And God has room for that. You know, you're a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Sometimes our faith is going to be incredible. And it's like we're going to wake up in the morning and be living on that faith and love it. Other times, no. We're not going to feel much. And it's going to be stagnant. We're going to feel like everybody else seems to be getting something that we're not. That's okay. So here's why Joseph was in this scene. See, there's a prophecy in Isaiah 53. 700 years before this all happens. And the prophecy is about the Messiah. And this prophecy says that the Messiah will die a wicked man's death. Well, that's the cross. But that he would be buried in a rich man's tomb. And that's Joseph of Arimathea. This guy who's afraid to admit that he is a Christian, that he's a Christ follower, that we would look at and we would judge him and maybe shame him and feel like, you're not doing it right. God goes, no, I'm going to use that guy. Print, print his name in the Bible. I'm going to bring him into this because his story is my story and my story is his story. Some days your faith is going to be pretty crummy. Some days, spiritually speaking, you're going to face plant. And when you do, I want you to remember guys like Thomas. Remember Thomas had doubt He said, I won't believe that Jesus is alive unless I see him myself and the holes in his hands. What does Jesus do? He comes and meets Thomas right there in his doubt. Peter denies Jesus publicly. Another guy who's like, I I wasn't with him. I don't know him. What does Jesus do? He comes and he says, Peter, you and I, we know you messed up, but I know that you love me. And I'm going to use you to build my church. He uses Joseph of Arimathea, who's embarrassed to tell his friends that He's actually kind of into this whole Christian thing, following Jesus. He says, I want that guy in my story. Incredible the patience that Jesus has with us. I don't know where you are in your spiritual journey. You feel like everybody's moving faster than you are. You feel like you're stuck. It's okay. You feel like you're early on in the journey. It's all right. God has room for that. Here's what Jesus says. Just come a little further. Just trust me a little bit more. You know, maybe open your Bible. You don't get anything out of it. You feel like it's okay. Lean into it. Reach out to some brothers and sisters in Christ. Spend some time with them. Make coming to church a priority. Whatever it is, trust me. Come a little bit closer. No matter where you are on your journey, it's okay. God has room for you, even if you're a secret disciple. So we're finishing our time in Lent. Easter's almost here, and we've been looking at Romans 6. Verses 10 and 11, which says the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. I've given you homework each week. Here's your homework for this week. Christ is alive. Just rest in that. Just soak it up. Just say, thank you, God, that Christ is alive. He was once dead Now he is alive. And because he's alive, you and I 
we can have life. And wherever you are on your spiritual journey, God has room for that. He has room for you. And he's saying, just come a little bit closer and trust me a little bit more. That's Real Talk. See you next time.